Welcome to the Evolve Mindset. My name is Chelsea Browse, but most know me online as Chelsbra. I'm an awakening mentor and somatic sexologist who's passionate about the continuous evolution of consciousness. If you're looking to evolve your sex life, career, relationships, finances, or health, then it begins with your mindset and this podcast is for you. My goal is to use this container to provide the tools, knowledge, and insights to further your potential and evolution. I know we're going to have so much fun together, so thank you so much for pressing play and let's evolve. Thank you so much for joining me today, Julianne. I'm so honored you're hopping on the Evolve Mindset podcast. Thank you so much for bringing me on the show. I'm excited to be here with all of you today. Beautiful. Thank you. Um, I've personally been following not only your podcast, but your Instagram too. I'm a bit of a fan. Mm -hmm. And I feel like you have helped me a lot in my own um, journey towards my feminine side. And by that, I know Lynn's like, okay, well, what does that mean? You're a woman. Um, I mean, I feel like it's a lot deeper for myself. I've had a long journey on my own masculinity. I worked in corporate. I'm very into strength training and um, always up in the mind. Um, I'd love for you to share a little bit because I feel like this is something you preach a lot and this is a big reason why I follow you. Um, your journey with the, your own masculine energy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so your question is kind of like my own journey with my inner masculine and awakening my feminine energy and the importance behind it. Definitely. Yeah. So, so like you said, I think what you said initially where, we're like, what do you mean? You're a woman. Like that's, it's so much a part of who you are. Um, but we, we live in such a, a patriarchy, which is so much driven by the masculine polarity, um, by this really action driven, logical, cerebral way of being in the world or rather doing in the world. And the feminine is all around the being. And so, um, for my own masculine or my own journey with energetics within my own body and my own system. I I similarly, like you lived in so much of my masculine energy for most of my life. Um, I started in the health and fitness industry about 10 years or about 10 years ago, which is so driven by, by males, right? It's male dominant. Um, all of our scientific studies around health and, and the body and building muscle and all these different pieces are, are based on, on the white male. And so a lot of the things that we are, um, you know, like born into in this Western world is, is masculine doing energy. So for me, it was a lot of misalignment that happened in my system and very much so in my body. And it showed up in so many different forms. Like it showed up in hormonal imbalances and gut issues and eating disorders and all these different things. Um, and I say that it, it kind of trickled out into all of these different areas because it, it, almost as if the root was misalignment, right? Like misalignment of Mm. the self, misalignment of my energies, of, um, of who I am, of who I'm supposed to be, of who I'm allowed to be, what I can be. And for so much of me and and so much of what I see with, with women that I work with is that the feminine is not, has never really been safe for us. Right. And so we've protected and we've armored and we've become really independent and really self-sufficient which is this more masculine dominant energy. And so we've kind of disowned our feminine and it creates all of these disruptions in our system. 
And so a lot of the work that I did with myself and that I do with women is really coming home to our bodies, coming home to alignment. And and some of you might feel great with a very feminine energy in your body. And some might feel more comfortable masculine. And this isn't gender specific. It's, it's gender less. Um, but what I find is that the feminine, again, regardless of gender is something that has been so unsafe for us in our society. And so there's been a huge awakening of the feminine energy. And I think a big integration of masculine and feminine, like this yin and yang and this blend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I know any time in my years growing up as a, a female, um, I've expressed like the slightest bit of um, emotion. I was immediately labeled em- emotional. I was immediately labeled, um, just had a label on myself right away as weak or, or less than or th- anything like that. I'm curious if you've experienced that or if you can share any experiences from that. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think we all have different experiences of the world and and of the feminine and of the masculine but I think so many of us have have experienced it similarly right like you you went to emotionality and sensitivity and yeah those are the feminine right and those are feminine superpowers but for so many of us we've been shamed for those things or again it's not safe or you're too much and you're too big and um even in, in so many households that come from a wholesome family, um, there's going to be trauma and there's going to be these things that happened in our childhood that, that can, can disrupt like attachment styles or, or form these coping mechanisms. And so I think that we can, I think that a lot of times living in this patriarchy, the feminine aspects are the things that have been disowned, like our emotions, like our sensitivity, those things necessarily haven't had a space in the world, right? It's been so goal-driven and outcome-oriented and results and harder and grind and push and force. And if something's not going right, it's your fault and you have to fix it and control and force. And and again, these are all masculine things. And Mm -hmm. I want to also say that the masculine is so incredibly beautiful. Um, Yeah. But it, it's, it's like this light, evolved, healthy expression of the masculine. And so much of what we've been living in is more of this toxic, um, this like toxic yang energy and more of the wounded expression of the masculine. And so that's also so much of what we're familiar with. So, yeah, I would I would say that I've had a lot of those experiences of feeling like I'm too emotional or like really being in my feminine power was was wrong. And I think where it showed up for me mostly was in shame and Mm -hmm. in my sexuality, because sexuality is the feminine. They're not separate. And so I kind of when I shut off my feminine, really just shut off my sex and I didn't recognize that. And I didn't even realize that they were one and the same. And I didn't recognize the power that that they both brought. And when really opening my sexuality, it, it opened up my heart. It opened up my feminine. It opened my receptivity. And all of these things started to just happen in really beautiful ways. Mm, that's beautiful. Um, now, it makes me curious. At what point in your life did it really hit you that um, you had shamed I guess your sexuality and it was time to make a difference and make a change in that yeah 
sexuality was never something that I really looked at. I definitely identified as like, I'm such a personal development junkie and I love spirituality and I love growth and all of these different things. Like when I was 19, I became a holistic health coach and that was really my first awakening, but sex wasn't talked about then or, and if it was, I didn't really hook into it. I was like, it's fine. Um, and so as the, as I grew in my business and in my evolution over that decade, sex again was kind of just never something that came up and I feel that because it had so much charge and there was so much stuff stored in it that I just didn't want to look at and I probably wasn't ready for. I just never flipped that rock over. I never looked underneath it. And it wasn't until about 10 years into that journey where I started to as I cleared away so many of the things that had previously occupied my life, like eating disorders and substance abuse and body dysmorphia and started chipping away and getting more and more uh, clear in who I really was and, and in my wholeness, I started to look at relationships and I started to see this repetitive pattern of abuse that I kept having in intimate partnerships. And with one abusive partnership that ended, it ended with a pregnancy that I later found out was intentional with him. And so it really cracked me open. It cracked me open to really sit with, you've had this cycle of abuse in your relationships and what's the root? And in going back to childhood and actually stepping into the healing around that pregnancy, it, it was so much around my womb and it was so much around womb healing. And so it was this natural uh, gravitation to, to sexuality and to healing that part of myself. And through that discovered and had a massive sexual awakening that I didn't even know that I needed. And it was just this incredible homecoming. So it was a, a blend of what I always used to say, like being knocked in the head by a two by four by life, just being <laughs> like, hey, you're going to look at this now, whether you like it or not. Um, and, and a natural unfolding and finding my way into that work. Mm, that's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. Um, oh, it just reminds me. Uh, I just, I don't know, I'm just seeing like a lot of my own journey and what you're describing. You're being in a beautiful reflection. So thank mm. you for that. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like uh, I currently right now I'm studying somatic sexology. I don't know if I shared that with you, mm -hmm. but um, I definitely feel this massive sexual awakening, um, which is just like what is this? <laughs> First of all, where is this even coming from? I was not looking for this. Mm -hmm. um, and then I love that you mentioned your womb space. Um, I feel like that might be like a very new term for a lot of listeners. Do you care to, to share what that means to you? Yeah, absolutely. So the womb holds so much wisdom and so much life and also so much death like this rebirth, this death and rebirth cycle. There's so much wisdom that lives there, but there's um, so much creative potential and inspiration that's there as well. Uh, so I think part of living in this patriarchy, we've, again, like I mentioned before, all of the studies, all of the studies about the body has been around like white males, right? We've, we've, we haven't really spent a lot of time learning about the feminine, not not just the feminine, but but vulva bodies, um, with bodies that bleed, body, bodies that give birth. And so I think that we've gotten away from the womb wisdom that was so 
ingrained in us in, in early times, like understanding that we have inner uh, cycles and seasons as women with an inner fall, winter, spring and summer and how we can actually harness um, the power that lives in the cycle if we can really understand how to work with these rhythms of our body. But again, these things are not really things that we talk about in mainstream. These things aren't things that we were taught in school, right? We're kind of just left to figure it out on our own, ignore it or go on birth control or be handed all of these different fixes, right? That are not actually teaching us how to work with the womb wisdom. So to me, the womb wisdom, I have a have a group that I run called the womb room. And that, that really taught me so much about the womb as I was kind of birthing that creation into the world. And so for me, it's this, it's this dark abyss. It's this unknown. It's like a black hole where you can go and empty out and shed off all of the pieces that are not you and all of the identities that the ego likes to think you are and kind of like die, right? Die, get like an e big ego death and then choose consciously from that emptiness, from that nothingness, which to me feels like, um, it's just that oneness. It's like the isness from that coming into like, who are, who are we, who do we choose to be and what wants to be birthed through us and what wants to be coming through us as receivers through the divine, through God's or spirit that, that wants to be birthed out into the world. So yeah, that's what, that's what the womb wisdom feels like for me. <laughs> it's like a connection to God and a connection to, to the divine, whatever, however you relate to that. Thank you. Um, the, the whole idea of womb wisdom, for me, to be quite honest, is quite new. And I'm definitely learning a lot um, about it in general and about my own womb space. Um, I feel pulled to share um, at the moment, like I haven't had my bleed in a couple of months. And I've been spending all this nurturing time with my womb, just trying to reconnect and listen to her and see what it is she wants. Um, now I'm curious, like, uh, do you ever have any like womb rituals or anything around that just to really stay connected with your womb space? Yeah, absolutely. So there's a couple things. I think we can tune into it in so many different ways. Like if you're in more of a beginner stage of really connecting with your body and connecting to your feminine and your womb wisdom, something as small as placing a hand on your heart and a hand on your lower belly and just really connecting to those areas of your body. Your, the tissue that's in your yoni, which is your vagina, your, that vaginal canal is the same tissue that's in your throat and your esophagus. And there's direct connection between your cervix and your heart space. And so there's, in, there's an incredible connection to these other centers in your body. So to me, it's like womb wisdom is connected in everything that we do when we're living from our feminine, when we're operating from that place. And more specifically, when we're operating from our turn on, when we are connected to our erotic self, our sensual sexual selves. So, so going back to the actual processes that you could tune into, you know, connecting to your heart, connecting to your voice, but also thinking and being intentional about connecting that energy to your womb space to your sex. So when you're um, having self-pleasure practices, or maybe even those are new for you, really bringing in the divine too, like bringing in your connection to something bigger than you, bringing in the intention to connect with your heart, with your, with your power, with your voice, and really 
what I, what I love to invite clients into and women is into is like, what if you didn't have instruction? What would you hear? So much of how I really learned and came into this was intuitive. I didn't have like a book, right? And a lot of the mentors that I worked with didn't give me specifics. They they showed me this by awakening my own body, by awakening my own magic and showing me my own magic and actually giving me the space to feel my own power through my sexual, through my own like sexual ecstasy. And that taught me it wasn't, it wasn't this, I'm going to read a book, right? Like those things are helpful and they give, they give words. But what I would invite you all who are listening is to explore your body and let your body show you what it means and what it feels like to connect to your womb space, because you know, like it's inherently in you. It's just kind of covered with this programming and the ego and the layers of who, you know, of the ego. But when, Mm -hmm. when the body is given the space, you'd be amazed at what can come from it. So again, just a simple hand on your heart, hand on your womb. Um, feminine practices like song and dance and movement without any kind of form or pattern or need to like needing to look a certain way, but letting it flow. Another thing I would say is being in nature, like all of these things to me feel like an extension of the feminine. And so it's like, how can we bring this womb wisdom, our eroticism, but also this mothering, nurturing energy into the things that we are doing and bring that medicine and that magic into it? Mm, that's awesome. Thank you so much. It's very detailed. Um, there's a couple of things that popped into my head there that I'd love to touch on. I know something also quite new to me, along with my sexual awakening, this is something like one of the many practices that I've adopted. And I just always turn back to this as this like... Um, such an enlightening moment for me was yoni mapping like really actually looking at my yoni for the first time in my life mm. um the amount of appreciation and gratitude that i had for her i i like even now when i look back at that first time i'm like oh my god how have i not done this more um i'm just wondering if you've experienced anything like that yoni mapping yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so with the somatic sexological body work that I do, um, I, I, I do that practice with my clients and in that way, but then we go, we go even more in, but the yoni mapping process is so incredibly powerful because so much of what is stored in our bodies is, is the stuff that's keeping us stuck it's keeping us like bound and tight and clenched and so we're in this really like tight restricted rigid place in our body and so the more open we are in our sex the more open we are in every other area of our life so with with yoni mapping it's so powerful because it's it's like going through the muck in order to get to the pleasure in order to get to the bliss and the joy that is always yours right but kind of covered and cloudy by all of this other stuff so I think that our, our womb and our yonis hold so many energies and so many experiences of the past if they're not completed or cleared or settled within our system and that's like a gold mine for unpacking your true power mm, yeah totally I know um for myself in particular anytime I've done any type of like actual awareness down into my sex center um there's been kinds of shame guilt this trauma here that trauma there Mm -hmm. everything just popping up and then you're like you said you're working through all this muck and then once you're able to work past that you're getting closer and closer to this this juicy pleasure that you're unlocking yeah exactly it's a journey 
<laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally. Um, now, you also mentioned self-pleasure. Um, this is something that I implement with my clients, and I'm just curious, is that something that um, you're familiar with, with also? Absolutely. Yeah. Is that something you, um, like, for me, I advocate that totally. Like, for me, like, I have a self-pleasure practice that I embody daily and um the amount of hmm the depths of my own trauma that I've able to move through um have really just been life-changing um would you be able to share any of your own experiences with self-pleasure and the I guess how it's changed your life yeah, are you asking in like in conjunction with trauma or just self pleasure and how it can expand? Um, mostly in yeah, and how it could expand. But I'd love to hear if you've had any experience with moving through trauma with it, also. Yeah, so I think self pleasure is such an incredible practice and an incredible tool. It's it's one of the best ways to self nourish. Um, I think that we're such a touch deprived society and touching our bodies and getting ourselves off and being turned on and erotic beings is something that can be really edgy for a lot of us. It's kind of taboo, especially as women, you know, touching ourselves and, and, and masturbating can be really chargy. Like when I first started getting into this space, I remember, oh, I couldn't even say the words. I remember like, you know, having ex-boyfriends that would ask me and just not even being able to have that conversation. I used to cry yeah. on demand at the at sex conversations with partners because there was so much trauma and so much charge to it. So uh, for me, self-pleasure has become something that's a nourishment. It's something that feeds me in so many different ways. It's something that feeds me in terms of my sensuality, my energy, my energetic part of me, like my, my kinky side, um, it soothes me, but it's also something that's another place for expression or exploration to know more of who I am, to explore those edges, to find parts of me that I probably would never even meet if I didn't explore that. Uh, and I think that also with self-pleasure and just sex in general, it, I mean, anything that I'm saying here could be taken into just sex in general, like sex, sexual exploration. But I think that the reason for me why self-pleasure is such a beautiful tool is because we, we, especially with sex, because it's so charged, right? It's so sacred. Um, and it's such a vulnerable expression of ourselves. Self-pleasure can be a place where you really get to give yourself the space to just be who you are. And mm -hmm that's a journey in itself right like talking about trauma like who do you not let yourself be in the bedroom because of fear of what somebody else will think or what you might look like or what your face looks like when you're orgasming or like you want to say something but you're not really sure if they'll like it like all of these different things and so self-pleasure is a great way to explore those parts of you and there are edges in that like it doesn't mean it's easy right mm -hmm. but it's something it's such a great place to cultivate that confidence and cultivate that like just play with yourself to then be able to go out with partners and be like yeah I know what this feels like and I, and I love this part of my body and this turns me on or this turns me off and being able to communicate that so I think yeah self-pleasure all the way 
<laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> I know I get um, a lot of side eyes now that this is um, something I've been speaking to more on my personal page. So they'd be like, oh, what are you talking about? And I find it so interesting. Well, I find it a little funny when people initially like, oh, like, I actually Googled it and all that came up was masturbation. <laughs> like, okay, first of all, it's not masturbation for any of the listeners. Um, we are not talking on masturbation. Masturbation is goal-oriented and um, a lot of the time ejaculation is probably involved. Um, and yes, that may or may not happen in your own self-pleasure practice and that's totally fine. But the, the, the main difference that I like to emphasize is that it's not goal-oriented. And like you mentioned, it's really just being with yourself and exploring and seeing what your body needs and really just listening and giving and yeah it's been such an amazing journey um i do have to to reiterate on that um and i'd love to touch base a little bit more too um for myself like i worked in a corporate job and quite burnt out and really just drained by the whole masculine side of things and for anyone that's living that life right now, um, that's feeling maybe burned out from their day job, um, possibly experiencing these masculine, um, masculine structure in their life, is there anything that you can suggest to the listeners um, that they can start trying today that can help them with that? Transitioning out of the masculine and just coming kind of home to their feminine. Mm-hmm. Mm, the first thing that comes to mind is slowing down. Mm. Like that's it, by slowing down. I would even almost like that's it no more needing to be said but I think I think the reason why that's so important is because I think again the the masculine way of doing especially if you're coming out of that way of being you're probably going to come out of that way of being and have this desire like I know just my own personal experience to be like cool how do we get to the feminine and how do we do it the right way and like where's my list and what's the like schedule that I need to follow to make sure that I'm doing it the right way and I'm gonna you know so again that's all masculine it's like how do we do the feminine with masculine so how do we how do we actually come into this I would say is first really slowing down and coming back to the breath coming back to the body and finding stillness in whatever way you can and when I say stillness we can take that as literally as we want to, but I want to also like stretch that word a little bit, like make it flexible for you. Because for me, stillness is is also a lot of times found in my movement. It's found in my dance. It's found by me starting on my floor in a, in a lying down position and then going into some kind of movement practice. Um, but that is all really beautiful feminine expression and a great way to access that energy um so yeah i would really move from a like thinking approach more into a feeling approach which can often feel easier said than done but really thinking about what where you're come from is coming from like what your intention behind your action is and reaching for that rather than the list or things like that and really making it super simple so slowing down and then like you said um, adding in some kind of self-pleasure practice and that can be a range of different things sometimes it's sexual pleasure sometimes it's sensual pleasure sometimes it's found through your food it might be you just like sitting on your comfy couch with a really soft blanket and like eating strawberries right but just something that's really awakening your senses and bringing you back into your body is what i would recommend Mm, thank you. 
Um, that makes me question too. Like I feel like a lot of people that may be coming from that mind space, it may be really just difficult for them to comprehend. Um, for someone that is possibly stuck in their mind a little bit much, how would you encourage them to find that stillness? Yeah. So one, I think toggling your space is a really great way to do that. Like some kind of environment shift or something for your system that can kind of like, so your system can know that you're transitioning into something. So maybe like at the end of your work day, or if you're trying to go into more of a feminine practice or again, if you feel like you're really in your head, like shift, shift something. And it could be through a sense, like it could be lighting incense or, or lighting a candle um, or like washing your hands, like use the elements, which again, feel very feminine, like mother nature, right? Um, but kind of letting your body know, like we're shifting here and there's an intention. And that doesn't mean that you have to get out of your head, right? you're probably not going to get out of your head and that's okay. Like there's always thoughts and you get better and better and better, but really setting yourself up for success where you're letting go of the expectation. That's like number one is letting Mm -hmm. go of the expectations of how it's supposed to go and how it should feel. It's a practice to toggling the space. Um, Another thing that I would recommend is shaking. It's a lot of what I do in somatics is like shamanic shaking and really Mm -hmm. moving the body. I mean, emotions at the end of the day and all of these other things are just energy. So if you can't get out of the head, shaking your body, like put on a song for four minutes and just shake, 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 move it out of your body and then see how you feel. Like again, setting yourself up for success where, okay, you're emptying out the head. You're like moving the energy out in your body and now taking a couple of deep breaths and coming into some stillness, knowing that it doesn't need to be anything else than what your body really wants in that moment. Mm, beautiful thank you um i've actually noticed too and this is something i'm I'm learning at the moment is with our feminine or masculine energies they can become unbalanced and um the idea is to be heart-centered with it all of course but there are instances where they say you're you're more unbalanced in your feminine and that can look like a manipulative and that can look like a seductress and like all these other quote-unquote maybe unfavorable um, traits. Mm-hmm. Um, if you find that you're, you're, you yourself or say a client is in the unbalanced feminine side, how would you bring them back to be more heart-centered? Yeah. So like more of the unhealthy wounded expressions of the feminine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. I like this question. I think that the first thing that I feel like I would want to address is that and this is so close to my own heart and my own work with somatics and things like that is really getting in touch with our animal and getting in touch with our wild Mm -hmm. woman. And so while the like wounded, unhealthy expression of the feminine might not be, you know, energies that you want to play in that don't serve you and you don't want them, like celebrate them, celebrate them, make them something Mm -hmm. that you love, make them something that's sexy, celebrate those archetypes because they're always going to be there. They're never going to go anywhere, but it's more of how you relate to them. So when you are being manipulative and controlling and your bitch comes out and you just want to be a dirty little slut, like celebrate her like Mm -hmm. thank her that she's there and let her play really big make her even bigger exaggerate it and really let her be that and then see what happens like sooner or later she's gonna she's gonna be complete there and she'll move into that heart-centered approach and I think that also 
we can do everything. We can do all of those things. I think we can even be this like, you know, quote unquote, unhealthy feminine expression in our hearts. Like we can be, we can express these qualities in a heart centered way. We can express these Mm -hmm. qualities in an empowered way. It's more of who are you playing with? Like who else is involved, right? Making sure all of these cleanse that transactions are clean, if that makes sense. But like when you're playing out these more unhealthy patterns of your feminine, how can you, how can you just really accept and honor and love that? Cause that will always, that will bring you back into the heart. It'll bring you back into the light. And I mean, it's really, it's just shadow work, right? Like bringing that darkness. Into yeah. The light. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. That, that's awesome. I love that response. Um, that kind of brings an idea to my mind. Something that um, I'm practicing is kind of like channeling your own energy when it, let's say, for example, it is more of a, a wounded masculine or a wounded feminine trait um, instead of projecting it at someone this way, like you're literally expressing it at them, um, it's actually working to channel it and just really holding it and owning it and letting it be seen and, and like feeling it and having all the all the feels for it like you're saying um that's something actually i just have been learning and really focusing and channeling that what a different experience it is yeah yeah i feel like one's powerless and one's empowered mm. i think that last part is just a big piece of it like I think a lot of times when we think of the feminine because of so much of what we've been taught and not taught is it's soft and she's Mm -hmm. weak and she gets walked over, but she's not like she's fierce and she's courageous and she's brave and she has the softness and the tender openness. Also, she is all of it, Um, but not being fearful of that power not being fearful of the range because I feel that often when we get into this feminine work it's never what we expect I mean it's never what we expect anyway but I feel like it's really not what we expect because there's a fuck ton of feeling (laughs) and the feeling doesn't stop right like the awakening that is the awakening the awakening is you have you are human and you have emotions and you have feelings and you have big feelings and you feel hard and you love hard and you sex hard and you fuck hard and you feed hard and all these different things and like that is the range that is what you're here for so like keep getting bigger keep feeling more like know that that is the expansion that is what you're here for it's not this like primed perfect pretty feminine angel it's all of it Mm yeah definitely feel all the fucking feels that's what i get out of that yeah Uh uh-huh exactly (laughs) i love that (laughs) awesome well thank you so much julianne i i really appreciate you coming on with me today and at this point i do want to give you the stage um i'd love for you to share how listeners can get a hold of you um if you have any offerings to share um anything yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm mainly on my Instagram at Julianne Vaccaro. That's two N's and two C's, one R. Uh, my website's JulianneVaccaro.com. I have a podcast called The Reclamation Project on iTunes and Spotify. Um, the month of February, I'm expecting new one-on-one clients, and then I'll be launching a mastermind. I have an embodiment certification coming at the end of this year. And um my where where you should start though is my free self-pleasure guide it's called pump up the pleasure and it'll give you everything you need to start a self-pleasure practice and feel really confident and sexy doing it awesome i feel like a lot of people get lots out of you so thank Thank you you. so much for sharing that absolutely thank you so much for having me here 
Thank you so much for joining me with today's episode. If you love what you heard, be sure to share it with me by leaving a review on your listening platform so I can keep the goodness coming your way. If you aren't already following me on social media, you can interact with me and enjoy daily inspiration on Instagram at Chelsbra or visiting my website for one-to-one mentoring at chelsbra.com. I love you and appreciate you so much and can't wait to connect again in the next episode. Until then, turn your magic on loves and keep evolving.